0: Wow. I just Damn set, huh. watch him throw the ball. We gon' pick it up. You gon' let him hit the hole, or you gon' cut it off. You gon' play through fourth and long, or you gon' punt it off. Your defenders, hit us? put your pads in. Don't be looking for the ref to throw no flags in. Keep the helmet on, keep the cleats tight. You the type that wanna win by any means, right? You should look alive. This is Trapper Dive. Yes, sir. Welcome back to another episode of Trapper Dive Podcast. Provided to you by 214 Media and SB Nation's Hogs Haven I'm your host, Molly Maul, Coach Maul. Hand Dog all that good stuff, man. Let me go ahead and get the third guy in there. Boom. Um, AJ Andre is in here as well. Fellas, what it do, baby? How y'all feeling, bro? <laughs> never a dull <laughs> moment, is it, huh? I
1: mean, even after the draft, we got Washington news out the ass today, man. So, you know, it's never a dull moment. I'm feeling good.
0: Nah, it's, it's, it isn't, man. And you know what's crazy? I, I, wanted, I wanted to save it for, like... Let's get one thing out of the way before we get into it. But to your point, the news that we're discussing or that we will get into is over a year old. Like, and the guy that I I, I truly sometimes dislike for his his incredible uh ability to to provide misinformation on a report um or outdated report. Uh has has got everything circulated once again. So um it's messy. Uh but here we are. But it's also a good conversation because uh AJ asked us a question in the chat, which I thought was um it was important to ask. Uh and then also, you know, it, it kind of dives into just just the over the instead of speaking around the, the the topic for those who may not be aware, Sam Howe is in the news once again. Um, the, the commanders put out a fed some some comments and quotes to John Kine. Uh respected reporter and you know he he put it in his article well-written article on why uh the commanders are moving forward with sam howe um but ultimately uh it's it's just become um another lightning rod on social media so um we'll see how this goes uh but before we get into it man uh if you are new to the chopper dive podcast and whichever way you are listening whichever way you are watching make sure you hit that follow button make sure you hit the subscribe button I'm um, going to truly appreciate it. If you got time, uh, hit us with a rating and a review. We definitely appreciate it as well. Um, Dre, man, was you watching the games this weekend?
1: Some of the playoff games? you know,
0: I try to check in on uh, a little bit of them
1: from time to time. Uh, it's just, I don't know, man. The Wizards are like really on. kind of messed me up with the NBA, man. I'm not even. Oh, <laughs> I ain't <laughs> even think
0: you was going Washington.
1: <laughs> yeah I mean it's just as far as like they just kind of drain like my interest in the overall watching but I still keep up with it I mean I love watching uh I still like watching the Warriors you know even though I don't want mm-hmm. them to win the championship this year I, I like the Lakers and Warriors it's been entertaining I mean even last night's game I didn't watch it but I, I like to keep up with the stats but I hear Jokic killed it man so you know it's it's been fun I, I'll probably start getting it into especially tonight I'm gonna watch the Lakers Warriors tonight
0: yeah, it's crazy because that that what's going on, Amani? My bad. I, I appreciate you checking in. How you feeling, big dog? It's good, man. Um, yeah, like the the um the 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 Nuggets game was interesting because like you, they were going back and forth, you know, throughout the whole throughout the whole night. Um, and then obviously Jokic is out here pushing owners <laughs> in the side, <laughs> in the stands and stuff. So you know, I, matter of fact, it was some news that literally just came out. I, I forgot to check my phone. Let me see. ESPN said something. Is he getting um, suspended? I'm about to he avoids suspension but got fined 25k. They ain't finding Jokic. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I mean they wild, not suspended though? him. They
1: they not suspended but, him.
0: Like people don't understand. So if people are looking at it from 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 one lens, right, you see that the owner quote unquote flopped, right? But at the same in the same vein, um Jokic is just like he has to be at least a hundred pounds bigger than the owner, bruh. Like if he even taps him with his elbow, it's possible that he literally does fall back like that. Flailing of really your too. arms, that's one thing. But you can literally, you can flow your arms and still get knocked back. Like, so I, I think to, to that point, um, it was kind of it was kind of interesting that a random fan got uh escorted out the game and Jokic stayed in and the owner <laughs> didn't go nowhere, but a random fan got kicked out. Like they had to get rid of somebody and they, they picked a random fan who touched Jokic. Um, so it is what it is. The Lakers games um it's weird uh dre because like i love that series too but then like it's all blowouts <laughs> but I, I, know. I love every it.
1: every game whoever wins is blowing them out yeah, but man. i will say man the the Suns and nuggets outside of the Yokic stuff man kd and Devin book <laughs> like them yeah. two dudes is balling. it's just the two of them
0: too yeah star power <laughs> bruh Without without that boy Chris Paul, man, who always found a way to let his team down in the playoffs, <laughs> and and, and yeah, at he this point the criticism this time. <laughs> at this point, it's it's like you you look at you look at Chris Paul, um, and, and the it's a repeated trend with that man. Like like nobody can count on him after April. Like he continuously gets hurt in the playoffs, bro. And, and at this point, it's it's fair to criticize him if you ask me. Like find a way to yeah. stay healthy, bro. Like you I need agree. something. He's uh, the point guard, right? He's point guard. You gotta hey. <laughs> point guard, man. Okay. Let's go ahead and tap into this thing, man. Dre, we have some news, um, some transaction news. Chase Rouye was uh officially uh announced as a post-June 1st cut designation. Um, so there is no more Chase Rouye on this roster. Um, I believe Chase Rouille was a draft pick of the 2017 draft class six round pick i believe fifth or sixth round pick uh, for the washington redskins at the time um so that officially um, gets him off the roster but shout out to the people at hogshaven bill and bangkok um who wrote the article to give us an update on what has to happen um in the next few days so there needs to be two more cuts even after the release of chase ruye because washington still has um 12 undrafted free agents um rookie free agents that's going to be uh coming aboard and then obviously the rookie draft class as well who has to come around so sa- salary ca- salary cap and roster limit is at play for the commanders um and obviously washington has 80 people on the roster right now um they did the mad force already and then you have um, a 90-man limit that you have to go into camp with so there's a few more cuts on the way. I um, mean, at this point, uh, H, uh, Dre, I'm not necessarily sure. Like I always said, even after they drafted Forbes and uh the nickel guy that I always y'all y'all got his name for him. Um, what's that boy's name? Y'all y'all call him? Um, what, Quan Martin. Quan. I about to say yeah. I, I don't call him Quan. I call him I call him Jartavius. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, you might want to start calling
1: him Quan. <laughs> why Why is his
0: name Quan, bro?
1: I don't know, man. You know, it might be one of them hood things. He might have grew up in the hood and they just called they him, just Kwan him for some Kwan, reason. Man. We gotta find out this middle name, man. It might be Saquon okay. or
0: something. <laughs> it, it, it's actually funny. I'm looking at the depth chart on Hogshaven Haven right now, and they they got they don't even put Jartavis Kwan on the jumps So I'm like, okay. All right. But um, yeah, so like I, I initially thought that um Kendall Fuller could have been a cut candidate for Washington after they drafted Kwan. And um, I took some time to think about it and I don't necessarily agree with my initial thought anymore. Um, I do think that Quan is in a position to become a full-time slot guy. Um, I do think that. Uh, however, I, I don't think the money that Kendall Fuller is making is significant enough to have him cut, especially when Washington needs depth. Now, if Kendall wants a trade, And he wants somewhere where he knows he's going to get significant time or he's going to be able to start at the same position that he started last year for Washington. That's one thing. Um, But I don't see him getting cut right now. Um, I do think that the obvious one that is lingering right now is Andrew Norwell um, on the offensive line. Obviously, like you said, Tracy is gone. Uh, Andrew Norwell is a guy who if we always listen to Ron and, and how he talks about people on the left guard spot, especially with the competition and things like that uh, Andrew Norwell is never mentioned <laughs> and and even when people in the reporters the beat reporters bring up Andrew Norwell he has a little to say about him um I think that kind of tells us that he's going to be one guy to go excuse me if you ever think about another guy that may end up getting the snip snip um it's probably somebody whose name we aren't even thinking of like a low level type of player um I don't know if you have any ideas but um what are your thoughts on? Um, I, I would assume everybody kind of thinks the same kink thinks the same but i'll give you the floor what are your thoughts on chase rouye getting um the snip snip and then who else is behind impossible names who, who who's going to be following chase rouye
1: yeah, I think the last show we actually kind of mentioned Chase Ruleyear is one of those guys that would be on that like post June 1st uh, cut designation list because the Ricky Stromberg draft pick I mean when he he got drafted and we also talked about the Nick Gates sign, I mean those are two guys that can play center you know they can play guard they can shift in and out but though that that the drafting of Ricky Stromberg to me was like the final nail in the coffin for Chase Ruleyear I was like where does he fit now he doesn't fit anywhere on this roster now that they drafted this guy because and initially we thought Nick Gates would be probably the starting center, but then you draft a Ricky Stromberg, who is a center and he was a pretty damn good one in college. And he seems like a chase rule year type of guy. So the writing was on the wall at that point. And as far as other guys that I think that could be on that list, obviously, Andrew Norwell, as you mentioned, I think he's definitely a candidate to be that guy. And the other guy that i'm thinking about that could be on this list is logan thomas i mean i think he may be that guy that they end up cutting you know it's you know because they they have a lot of those young tight ends in the room that they seem to like now none of these guys you know pop out to me as a tight end one or in, in any case but then again logan thomas didn't pop out as tight end one last year either after his injury like he just didn't look like the same guy he was pre-injury he looked a little slower and he just didn't seem like that you know that same that same type of player. So. That's a guy I'm looking at that can possibly get cut. Um, you still have John Bates on the roster. You have Amani Bates behind him. I mean, Amani, uh, what's his name? The Amani tight end. Rogers. Yeah, Amani Rogers. John um, Bates, Rogers, and Rodgers. Yeah, and then there's the other guy. What's his name? Hodges, I think, the yep. tight end. Yeah, so, I mean, they got a couple of guys, young guys they like, but they're all young and unproven. But, again, Logan Thomas didn't seem like that guy last year either, so – he's a guy I think that could be that candidate outside of maybe a Kendall Fuller. But again, I'm kind of with you on the Kendall Fuller thing. I don't think Kendall Fuller gets cut yet because I still think you need a Kendall Fuller around. Cause as you said, we don't know if Quan Martin is ready to step in and be that full-time guy. I mean, yep. he probably can't be, be a something sure this about
0: Quan. Yep. Yeah,
1: Exactly. You know, but I mean, they drafted him second round. I mean, they, they obviously think high of him, but I don't know if they just want to be so sure of him yet to say, we got to get rid of a Kendall Fuller, but I think the other candidate could be Logan Thomas.
0: You know, my thing with Kendall, um, like I, I was in a space where uh, initially, so the first night, Thursday night, I'm in a space where like I know that Forbes is going to be kicked out. He's automatically outside. And I'm sitting here thinking, uh, so what does that mean for Kendall? And I don't necessarily think that he's the best uh candidate to move inside and, and play slot corner like that wasn't that's kind of where i was like um i remember where he's at what he did in slot and and he didn't look too good and even on the outside like that was my thing um i, I said that all last season like I, I just didn't really think that he had it and, and i also thought that quarterbacks didn't challenge like they weren't scared to challenge him um of course he made plays uh towards the end of the season he got on a roll in terms of like how he was able to read the, the uh the alignments and just even understand what's going on from a play standpoint. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, like you have to be able to perform it at a adequate or, excuse me, a, a good level all throughout the season. And uh, I don't think that he can do that at slot. But to your point, like Quan hasn't seen any reps. And it would be premature, as you said, um, it would just be premature to really look at at Quan and Kendall and say, all right, he can get the boot. And Quan hasn't even played it down yet. That could be a major mistake. And uh, so it's going to be safe. It's going to be good to to sit here and and see what Quan can do. And I think it's ultimately everything will depend on where he's at as the offseason moves along, as training camp moves along. And that may determine Kendall Fuller's fate in terms of their confidence level, because they're not scared to play the younger guys. Um, I think that's part of the reason why Jamin Davis, if you look at the the linebackers, it's kind of, Leading the helm in that position, like they were comfortable letting uh, Holcomb move on and bringing in a Cody Barton, uh, and, and having Jamie Davis run the show behind him is Khalid Cousin and David Mayo. Uh, another person that I can think of, if you talk about random names who really holds special teams value to the team, is Nathan Gary, who is a, a random linebacker name where you can think of, uh, because they, they're kind of thin at the defensive line because of, um, well, one, the sp- suspension to. Uh, what's his name? Shaka Tony. And like everything outside of that are, are younger players. So you can look at a Nathan Gary and be like, OK, he's a guy we can probably pick up after the, the final cuts. Um, So these are kind of some some random names. But and even Rashad Wild Goose, like who's really I don't think <laughs> nobody's stripping off letting him go. But
1: see, Mo, uh, uh, something that a lot of people are forgetting, too. Washington claimed Cam Dantzler off of waivers. And that's a guy who – I mean, he was a third-round pick a couple of years ago. And Minnesota, he played in Minnesota. They seem to like him up there. I mean, he played in Mississippi State as well, like Emmanuel Forbes. But, I mean, he's a guy that people – Think I mean, even Minnesota fans kind of thought highly of him before he got injured. So, I mean, if he's a guy they claimed off of waivers, obviously they feel a little bit highly of him. And he's a guy that could be someone that works his way up the depth chart. So, that's another guy to keep an eye out on as far as CB depth. So, a guy like Wild Goose, those type of guys, it may not be a room for them this year.
0: Yeah. No I mean, no I think, big
2: mm-hmm. – uh, Oh No, I was just going to say, I mean, I think, yeah, with the cornerback position, some guys just going to have to make their way on the team due to special teams. You know, Dancer pretty much out the league in a sense because of how he he wasn't really performing in Minnesota. But just having that big body, uh, maybe he can be a, a press uh, outside corner. But I mean, I don't see Fuller getting cut on this team. Like, I can't see that. It'd just be negligent of them to do that because you have so much inexperience and you have you have injury concerns with um, with Ben St. Yep. Yeah. Uh, then on top of that, who's coming in to play slot? Like, do you try to keep Danny Johnson on the roster again? Because that's essentially what happened is once once they had to move Ben back outside, they really didn't have a slot. You know, they were just trying to make it work with Danny. And then there was never really a concise plan and togetherness of that defensive back group because of the fact that it was Ben, William Jackson, third, and Kendall Fuller. And then once they moved Kendall – I mean, once they moved uh, William out the pitcher, it was like finally this group is getting to kind of work together and stay in the same unit and, and communicate better because that's really what it boils down to is that communication on the back end. But I think it's Logan Thomas and Andrew Norwell that, that get the release. I can't i can't see the value in Norwell at this point with how many guys are position flex then on top of that he didn't play well last year and then for logan you can't pay him that kind of money and he he in my <laughs> he don't provide nothing to the to the team at at this point because he'll never he'll never get that agility and burst back he already didn't have much anyways uh, at 32 putting, years old put, too yeah putting on that weight and the type of acl tear he had it'll, it'll never be the same so you might as well give him more, more bump to Turner, Amani Rodgers, Curtis Hodges, uh, the John Bates, or if they just don't look good, there's still some free agent tight ends out there on the marketplace that you could bring in. But I just don't see the value. And Logan's not a blocking tight end either. Like, he's learning yeah. the position. Even, <laughs> even though he's 32, you would think he'd been doing it for a long time. But Logan really, really still young and learning the position and getting playing time taking what he's learned off the field and having to do that on the, on the actual field. So then you put in the injury. Nah, dog. I'm wait. I think Logan's getting eight a year.
0: Yeah. I, I was really about to say it's two, it's two things. Yes. To the 8.6 mil, he's going to be making, or he's going to be on the cap um in 2023. And then secondly, to your point, AJ, I actually think it's kind of wild. Out of all people, you you're being nice today. Uh Logan, you're saying he's still young to the position. He's just not good at blocking. Like it ain't it ain't nothing. He got to learn. He just suck. He's just not. He's not a good blocker. Um, it is what it is. And and just some people just don't have it in that area. Like sure he can occupy somebody, but he gonna get he gonna get thrown out the club. Like when it comes down to it, if he got to get his hands dirty, he gonna get thrown out the club. Um, I mean, he's a
1: former quarterback. You gotta remember that them quarterbacks yeah. don't like to block.
0: <laughs> yeah, he ain't, he ain't he ain't with the smoke for real for real uh monty appreciate you checking in big dog Uh, everybody that's just checking in welcome in appreciate y'all joining if you're watching on twitter i should have said this initially as well um we appreciate you watching you can stay there um but if you do want to be a part of the show try to migrate over to the youtube channel it's on uh i think it's in my profiles uh uh bio um you can click there and be a part of the show but we aren't we can't see comments through periscope uh for whatever reason it doesn't let you see it so um. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with Logan. It's going to actually be interesting. It's just weird, man, because they talk. They Dre. We talked about it for a second. Um, how they didn't talk about Andrew Norwell, but they definitely say they have plenty to say about Logan Thomas and they really like Logan Thomas. And and when you look at him and, and I got to give him credit because I'm not going to be completely uh, unfair to Logan. Um, he did have a couple games towards the end of the season. Like it took him a long time to start. Like feeling himself again. And and that was towards the end of the season last year. And I don't know if that's enough to keep him on the roster going into 2023 season, but he did have some games where you saw uh, he was a little bit quicker in and out of his routes for whatever that's worth. Um, His straight line speed was better um, for whatever that's worth once again. Uh, And and it was much, it was noticeably better from the beginning and middle of the season uh, as opposed to end of the season. So I had to give him credit he did look better towards the end of the year, uh, but again, when you're making eight point six million, and like money and, and, and politics come into place because they love their tight ends behind them, so. And, well, we'll Mo, see uh,
1: you know. Speaking of the tight end position, I actually forgot to mention Cole Turner. You know, I wonder what they think of him. I mean, that's a guy they drafted, what, fourth round last year? Maybe, I mean, he was injured a lot last year, so we didn't get to see a lot of him. So I wonder if he's going to make that 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 essential this year. Yeah, (laughs) so that's a guy, another guy probably going to keep a little bit of an eye on over the summer to see if he's made any strides. But, I mean, we thought he could be something last year out of Nevada. So, I mean, he's another guy to keep an eye uh, eye on at the tight end position.
0: My man Hulk, appreciate you checking in, big dog. Uh, yes, I'm, I, and y'all know, like I said it last year, I'm a fan of of Cole Turner. So, you know, we'll see how how he looks um in year two. Hopefully, he has a healthy season. Um, it's just um, it, it is very unfortunate that um you know his first year in that he just battled the injury bug. Um, and, and hopefully, if it's if it's a consistent problem, that's that's definitely not good for anybody, um, that the team or. For himself at all from a career standpoint, fellas, we beat around the bush for a little bit, but um, it's time, man. It's time. Uh, we kind of know what's going on over the the past day or so. Uh, Washington has been in the news lately, uh, primarily for tampering reasons, alleged tampering reasons. Um, but the backstory behind that. It stemmed from a 2022 report from John Con and his article, uh, and, and from what we all remember. Oh, look, here it go. <laughs> Hawk said it before I even got to it. Um, but uh, a report from last year where uh, they kind of shed light in John Con's report that uh, you know their QB search was far and wide. It spanned from all 32 teams to possible available quarterbacks on all 32 teams uh and one of the quarterbacks that were that was mentioned in the article was andrew luck and what he was up to three years into retirement at the time um however to be honest with you if y'all want to talk about that that's one thing right we can talk about it well i'll put it this way y'all can talk about it (laughs) uh but my my biggest thing is the relevance to today and the relevance to today is the article that Klein put out this year and a couple of days ago where he mentioned what Sam Howe did to for the staff for him to be considered quarterback 1. Now, I have several thoughts on everything that's going on behind Sam Howe and I know everybody on on this show right now has several thoughts behind Sam Howe, but for context purposes to start this conversation is the following washington scouts gave sam howe a part of the article was that washington scouts gave sam howe a grade that was equivalent to a second round pick uh with their draft process and the quote in the article goes as following some of them gave him a third round equivalent but others had him in the late first one source said Leading into the draft, that had they not traded for Wentz, they would have targeted Howe on the second day, when he was still available in the fifth round. The Commanders pounced. "Quote unquote." I'll leave it there, and we can generate the conversation from there. Um, but I, I guess I'll start with this, and I don't think I don't think I'm about to hold back at all because I, I look, it's it's. Be honest, this is their last year. Ron, this is Ron last year. Um, this is this whole stage last year. Um, and, and it's not that I was ever holding back, but I think it's important for all of us to kind of understand the situation that we're getting into. Um, if you are a person who has been believing the – put it this way. This is easier. I'm okay with them going with Sam Howe. I have said this all, all season long. I'm okay with them going with Sam Howell. But I'm not okay with how they arrived at Sam Howe. I think everything that they did when it comes to uh their evaluations, um, their arguments made for Sam, it's all circumstantial and it's all um, look, we're not in the best position to acquire a top quarterback, so let's build up the biggest argument for why we're gonna go with Sam Howe. And I don't and I don't respect that part of everything because it's not necessarily telling us the whole truth. Um, if if he was a second round grade, I don't understand why you had to wait to the fifth round to grab him. Uh, why does Carson Wentz have to do with anything related to Sam Howell if Sam Howell is your guy? For for comparison purposes, when you look at 2012, in theory, uh Mike Shanahan says he's on board with RG3, but RG3 wasn't his guy, he wasn't going to be willing to trade up for all of those picks. I mean, he wasn't willing to trade all of those picks to to get a quarterback in in RG3. So, what does he do? He gets a quarterback 3 rounds later. He doesn't wait till the 6th or 7th round to get a guy. He gets Kirk Cousins and he was going to get uh Russell Wilson if Russell Wilson wasn't taken. So, like he's he has these guys that he's identified and that he was willing to go with and he didn't wait until the perfect opportunity. He had these guys and if they if they were available to him earlier, he would have grabbed them. And I think for Washington, um, if you really like this guy in the point of, of a second or third round, but Carson Wentz, Carson Wins deterred you from getting him. Uh, was he really that highly evaluated or highly valued for your from your scouting department and from your coaching coaching staff? Um, this sounds like a guy who you were hoping you can develop, which in theory it kind of worked out in your favor because he only played one game for you in 20 2022. But ultimately, I'm in a position where when I look at Sam Howell, but also I look at the messaging that they're saying with Sam Howell. I think that it's a it's another dangerous uh, avenue that they're going down because they're putting all their eggs in the Sam Howell basket when they don't really have to. They initially started this whole thing with a quarterback competition, giving him the opportunity to start, not giving him the keys not handing him the keys he has to win it and all of these arguments in these articles that's being produced and that's no disrespect to the people who's writing the articles it's it's the people who's giving these people the quotes and giving these people the 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 um the the sound bites the tidbits that that tells them or tells the public this is why we love this guy so much like you had a person like, we, we already know that you love this guy because of the practice and because of the players uh, said that this guy knows what he's doing. Um, but at the end of the day, like, how many times do you have to say that? How many different ways do you have to say that? I don't necessarily think that that's safe, man. And and for, for Washington to, to continue down that line of saying, this is why we love him so much, uh, but you only chose to play him one time, uh, and, and that's the last game of the season, and it wasn't initially the whole game. It was a half um, and you had to be convinced that he needed to be in the game because he was going to start. He was going to start one, one quarterback that wasn't Sam Howe. Uh, And then secondly, you didn't even give him an opportunity after you didn't ran through both quarterbacks that you thought couldn't get the job done. Like all of these things kind of tells me what you're saying now doesn't align with anything that you, that you did prior to February. Like when that season ended, Nothing told me that you really believed in Sam Howell. And and all of a sudden, that game against the Dallas Cowboys convinced you that he was the guy that you can trust in moving forward. I don't buy that. And I think it's dangerous uh, for anybody to believe in that and to run with it like it's gospel. Sam Howell might work, right? He might be the guy. But it's not because the coaches believed in him. I think it's because Sam Howell is who he is. And that's another thing that I said in the preseason. Like, if he, if Sam House shows that he's got it, you can't deny it. Like, that's just the person who he is. That's just the player who he is. He's going to be a person who, who continues to grow, who continues to make plays. But it's not because Ron Rivera uh, and 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 whoever else believed in him and, and, and said that he had these tools um, because we groomed him to be this type of person. It ain't because of them. It's because of Sam. So that's, that's why I'm like, their arguments is just – it kind of it, it's kind of frustrating because they're trying to confuse us or or believe that or try to believe some, some stuff that they don't even really believe. It's it's just filtering and, and messaging and hoping that everything comes to life at the end of the day and hope that it doesn't backfire and, and, and show like throw them up right in their face. But I I just don't it's dangerous, bro. Yeah, I
2: feel I feel like Ram is hoping that this pans out with Sam How so he can he can look like a genius or that can help give him an extra oomph to possibly get back with another team in the NFL after he's fired. Because I keep saying this, like some people might think I'm just being a hater, or whatever, I don't like Ron Rivera, but there's no way in hell that he can save his job here, like with new ownership and possibly a new GM. But the likelihood of a Sam Howe, fifth-round quarterback, working in the league, it's unrealistic. Just look around the league. Most of the guys that we view as the top tier quarterbacks are first rounders. <laughs> like, you ain't you ain't seeing a bunch of four, fifth, sixth round quarterbacks out there among your top ten or your top fifteen. Like, you just not seeing it. And I truly believe that it's been a battle within that organization on what they should do at quarterback. But ultimately, Ron Rivera makes the call, and he's making the call. That Sam should get a, a crack at it, but there's also people in that building like, what if this fails? That's why the importance of securing a backup such as a jo- Jacoby Brissett and his veteran leadership and what he brings to a tape uh, to a team in general is important. But if Sam doesn't look good in preseason and you have to start Jacoby Brissett going into Week One, like that that changes everything in regards to this team. Like that changes the whole perspective of how the fans looked at it. Like maybe maybe some of us we can break down the dynamics and say, oh, you know, we we understand that's a competition and things could go wrong, but there's people that are buying season tickets, there's people that root for this team and spend a lot of money with this team that truly believe that Sam Howe is QB1. And in no way have they no way have they um made it seem like he's not he's not supposed to be the starter. But if Jacoby Brissett goes out there and balls with preseason, which he probably will, you can't lie to the fans and what they're saying on tape and what they're saying in practice and training camp because those fans eventually going to go to training camp to those open practices.
0: Hold on, player. Now, AJ, to your point, I'm not saying you wrong. I'm saying hold on because, you know, damn well fans going to lie to themselves. They're going to lie. They will. They already are. They're gonna they going to convince <laughs> themselves that Ham Howell is it, regardless of what Jacoby, Jacoby looked like um and and that's gonna be the the first that's gonna be the frustrating thing for them because they're ultimately gonna get let down but that's another thing AJ to to your point like people forget like and and, and I said it and and you just alluded to it as well like opportunity is the key word they are gonna give him the opportunity people were forgetting that Sam Howe is not the starting quarterback yet and he may not win the job but I think another thing to add to it, I get a flow back to y'all, is like they're talking as if he's the starting quarterback. So that that this is the, the beginning of the mixed messaging. Once again, like, is he the starting quarterback or are you gonna give him the opportunity? Because you're talking no like like you're making the argument that he is it and, and he's not it, not it yet.
1: And so for me to chime in on this. This is, I'm not I'm not like AJ when it comes to Ron. Like, I don't hate Ron Rivera, you know, but I, I, I see his flaws. And this is one of those things that I have a problem with this regime, is that they try to talk up to the fan base. They try to convince us of things with their talking, you know, versus their actions. And Ron is like, well, I'm an action person, but he talks a lot. Like they try to tell us these things like, oh, we had a second round grade on Sam Howe. Well, if you had a second round grade on Sam Howe. At quarterback, a position which you were desperate, although you already traded for Carson Wentz. Why did you draft a third defensive tackle over him? You drafted Percy Butler over him, and you drafted uh, Brian Robinson over him, a running back. You know, so you drafted three positions that's not. Anywhere close to the quarterback position in terms of value and importance on the field, you drafted that over Sam Howell, who you allegedly had a late late first or a second round, third round grade over. So to me, it's not adding up. Like your words aren't adding up to your actions, you know, at this point. And we've already talked ad nauseum about how Sam could have started probably earlier, but, you know. Ron gave us the whole song and dance and and Terrell and Heineke had to convince Ron to start Sam Howell in a meaningless football game to end the season. So what are your real thoughts on Sam Howell? At this point, I feel like they're just trying to convince us, the fan base, that Sam Howell is the guy. And again, Maul, I don't have an issue with Sam Howell, the player. I mean, I think Sam Howell, he he may, could be something. I don't know. We don't have a a large enough sample size to know what Sam Howell is and is legal, what what he isn't. But, It just feels like they're blowing smoke up our asses like they've done for the last couple of years when they've gone at quarterbacks. They told us Ryan, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick might be the guy. But then again, to your point about the quarterback competition, you know, about Jacoby Brissett we've heard the last 3 years that there was a quarterback competition but we didn't i mean except for Carson Wentz i felt like they gave Carson Wentz that you know that opportunity because Carson needed that you know after the whole Philadelphia thing we heard about how fragile Carson's feelings were they wanted it Carson to so feel wanted. Sad, yes, like it was so sad bro like everybody exactly. <laughs> from the organization
0: came out defending that man in the off season, like right carlin Carson Wentz, bro.
1: And They they did. Even Ron came out last year when they drafted Sam Howell. I said, oh, Sam Howell is just a backup quarterback. He's a developmental guy. We just needed an ideal backup. Now they're telling us Sam could be more than an ideal backup. But before Carson Wentz, the two years, they told us that there was a competition with uh, Dwayne Haskins and Kyle Allen and and Alex Smith. But I think everyone knew that there was no competition. They were going to give Dwayne Haskins, Haskins the start to the season regardless of what happened. The next year, Raffis patrick Taylor Heineke they said it was a comp- quarterback competition I think we all knew that Raffis patrick was their guy that year you know and, and that's what's going to happen this year as far as a quarterback competition with Jacoby Brissett and Sam Howe they're going to give Sam Howe the starting job to start the year now whether Sam, Sam Howe starts the rest of the season or not that's another story but they're going to sell us on a competition and I don't think we're going to get a competition I think Sam Howe is the guy that they want to bro- try it out there and the reason for that is because this is their last chance to strike gold. They know they're not going to strike gold with Jacoby Brissett. You know, everyone kind of knows what Jacoby Brissett is. He's a solid quarterback. I mean, he's uh, top of the line backup quarterbacks. Probably not a guy that you want starting full seasons if you want any sustained success in the NFL. But Sam Howell is their last chance to strike gold for this regime. Now, they know – they. I don't know if they know that Sam Howell is great or what they're selling us the Sam Howell is, but – If Sam Howe is anything, if if Sam Howe is close to top 10, maybe he's in the Derek Carr range. Maybe he's in the 12 to 15 range. If he's any of that, it makes Ron and them look right, and it makes Ron and them look good. So that's why Sam Howe is going to get the initial start to this season, and it's not going to be a real competition, and that's why they're trying to sell fans and pump fans up that saying we're all in on Sam Howe. It's not necessarily that they think Sam Howe is it. But they want Sam Howe to be it because that's their last chance to strike gold as this regime. Because they, if, if he is more than what he is, then Sam Howe gives them some kind of lease on life because they decided on Sam Howe. But if Sam Howe is not, they can say, oh, we have Jacoby Brissett as a backup option and we know we can float above water with Jacoby Brissett. I mean, that's just my thoughts on it.
0: Not even, not just Jacoby, like, think about what they were willing to do in this year's draft. Um, Part of the article that Khan wrote was that Washington would have been tempted to take Hendon Hooker if he was available in the third round. And uh, that kind of shows like, I mean, obviously Hendon is coming off an ACL injury, but um, I'll have to look it up. But I do remember reading that he would have been available around training camp or preseason. Um, same same around the same time span, but like he would have been available around that time, so that kind of tells you like it, he wouldn't have been out the loop for a whole year. He would have been around. He would have been able to to uh get some snaps. Not necessarily saying start any games in twenty twenty three, but they would have been able to see him play in practice in twenty twenty three. Um, so to that point, uh does that kind of show anybody that like? I mean, think about it. Hendon his last two years, if if I had to pull up his stats, uh they were crazy. Like he only he threw less than 10 interceptions and he threw nearly 60 touchdowns um in in two in his last two seasons as a starter. So for Washington, like they're not looking at him as, okay, he's just going to be a backup force. He's a potential starter down the line. So for Washington, I think of like what they're saying about Sam, um what they put out there in the past, uh, about um, Hendon, or past, meaning recently about Hendon, but but just like thinking like all of these things culminate to a team who is really just throwing things out there and hoping something sticks. Because if they cover their bases in all areas, they don't really have anything to worry about. But, Ma, um, you yep.
2: forgetting about the rumor that they and came from a credible source. That they were possibly gonna try to move up if Anthony Richardson wasn't taking oh, yeah. it those Mike right Jones,
0: there.
2: yep, yep, yeah. So it's like that. That's why I said when when they came out with the Sam How thing, I'm like, I don't know who they think they're fooling, but I'm not one of them, and I know, I know my co-hosts on this show ain't one of ain't one of those either. Like we're not being fooled by what y'all doing here. Y'all just know that y'all don't really have, y'all don't really have the guts to try to repeat what you did. The year you acquire Carson Wentz again, because you know the likelihood is slim to none. Even with Eric Biennami being the OC, look how long that process took to even get an OC. Like, you know, <laughs> like that was a long process to get an offensive coordinator to the point where it was like, might they even have an OC <laughs> going into the season? But it's like, I, I don't know. I'm just. I'm just thinking of storylines to come for the season. And I think that is going to be one of the major ones alongside uh, the ownership group becoming official. Cause it's like every, every little nuance at that position in practices that are open for the media to see if the fans to see in training camp is going to be, is going to be over-evaluated mm-hmm. and over because, Hey, They've made it a competition instead of just rocking with the fact, okay, we're going to live and die by our decision. We're going to give everything the same how. Pick a guy, you feel me? <laughs> Especially a quarterback, why you need to make it a competition? Can you imagine if they had ended up being able to select Henda Hooker in the third round?
0: It would like, have been crazy.
2: It would have been insane. But it's like just pick your guy at quarterback because you're, once again, your team needs to be able to rally around someone and they need to be able to understand who they're looking forward to at that position, because that's one of the most important positions of an NFL team. And right now they're up in limbo. It's like, you got a fifth round pick that played in one game, 19, 19 attempts. And you got a, a veteran savvy quarterback that has won a Super Bowl that has also played with winning organizations and also did a damn good job, you know, filling in for Deshaun Watson until he could step in and you have them battling each other. It, it makes no sense. Just rock with your guy. If he, if he falters, then you go with Jacoby Brissett because he's, he's used to that
1: role already. So he, he's not going to complain. But, you know, so the issue I think they have with the whole quarterback competition is they worry too much about the optics. You know, they worry too much about what people may think if they say, oh, we're just going to rock with Sam Howell. I think that's that's the the worry of Ron and his regime. They're worried people going to think that, oh, we're just handing this job over to this guy versus, oh, he actually earned it. Like they want people to feel like a guy has earned it. But yeah, then yeah. that can backfire on them if the guy comes out there and looks like ass, you know. Then that back that that makes them look like fools, you know. When you when you feel like you when you gave this guy a job, and most of the fans we watch preseason, like you said, some fans they come out to training camp. We can see with our own ass who looks better. But if you tell me that this guy won because he earned it and he comes out, he looks like ass, you look foolish. But they think that they look good in saying that we had a quarterback competition and this guy earned it. He wanted flat out that this is why he has the job. So that's just that's why I think they go with the whole quarterback competition conversation a lot of the times.
0: Here's another angle to this, um with how generally and, and I want to be clear with everybody. Um even though I know AJ isn't too high on how i even think that i don't think any of us are like personally against how like you can have your opinion whether you think he's going to be good or not but i don't even think that I, nobody is personally against how succeeding um but it's not even his fault it's, it's how things are being phrased and and to that degree i i, I want to slip this in here because i saw somebody and i'm cool with the guy and i'm not even going to like stay his name go. stay his name, stay I, ain't his name. Go, I ain't even that, i ain't even going down i ain't even going that i ain't stay even his going name. On that route the reason why this comment is coming up is because he represents a a, a a larger uh community of people and there are people who are forgetting how things played out last season we kind of touched on it at the beginning of this conversation um, Dre and AJ when we talked about when they selected him and the opportunities that they had to select him before he got picked in the fifth round but don't rewrite the history and the facts of the matter Um, if they really liked him they would have took him earlier that's the first and foremost like that's the, the most blunt way of saying this right but outside of that think about the the second round grades that people were saying, or he was the second or third best quarterback in this, in this draft, the 2022 draft, like all of these things that are saying that, but at the end of the day, like if you were good enough to be selected in the first two rounds, you would be good enough to get selected in the first two rounds. There was one quarterback who got selected in the first round in the first two rounds. And that was Kenny Pickett. He got selected at the end of the first round. And you're telling me that every single team, including the Washington Commanders, didn't think that he was good enough to get selected until five rounds or four rounds after the first? Like, there are reasons for why he slipped that far. And I think what's dangerous as well, um, and, and, and the main reason, like, I was thinking about him, that that one person in particular, but the main reason why I thought about that is because I saw a comment on Twitter, I mean, on Instagram, where I, I rarely dive into, but I was like, you know what, let me give it two minutes and just see what, what people are talking about. Like, I think Instagram is just as similar as Facebook, like in terms of like the, the blind homerism, like it, it's crazy over there. And and people are convincing themselves that, you know, the league messed up in, in finding or, or allowing how to fall that far, but they're not asking themselves. They're not asking the questions why he failed. And their their responses are are simple. He didn't have help. Like he lost all his help. If he lost all his help, that shouldn't allow him to fall that far. Like there are deeper reasons for why evaluators felt that he was a fifth round draft pick. It is not because he's five or six feet tall. Bryce Young got selected, and he's five eleven. He was the number one overall pick, and, and 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 obviously Bryce Bryce Young had a different circumstances playing at Alabama. But the point is if you pointed to the height being a reason like if he was two two or three feet taller or or two or five inches taller let's just say that he would be he would be a first round pick that's not true either like you don't fall that far like there are there are six five quarterbacks who fall in the fourth or fifth round david davis mills was a a third round pick or a fourth round pick he's six hard
1: and and more not to cut you off but North Carolina. The year after Sam Howell left, they got a stud quarterback in Drake May with pretty much a lot of that same supporting cast that Sam Howell had, and he's talked about as you know the top two quarterbacks coming into the twenty twenty
2: four draft. And watch and watch how they do, your boy Drake. I guarantee Drake May won't be the second quarterback they talk about next year.
0: <laughs> so, so when you think about when you, when you think about all those factors, man, it's it's just kind of crazy. And, and I want people who listen to us, who at least know us, right. If if random people come through on YouTube, we appreciate you watching. Make sure you hit the subscribe button because we're gonna keep it a buck with you all the goddamn time. Um, but you understand that we're not gonna bullshit you. And like as much as we may like Sam Howe, I love the idea. I, I keep saying it, I love the idea of giving him the the QB1 opportunity for this year for several reasons that's beyond like seeing what he can do, but it's financially beneficial. Uh, you were able to re-sign a couple players, including Deron Payne, Um, and you were able to, to to reload in in other areas of the roster, right? But like, don't fool yourself in thinking that he was a fifth round pick because he lost all his draft talent or lost all his talent around him uh, in in twenty twenty one that led him to fall in, or that he's six feet tall and nobody wants a six foot quarterback in the first round. That's a that's a damn lie because wow. there were mock drafts. Uh, up until the day of the draft, who had him in the first round, and he fell into the fifth.
2: Bruh, it's so, because people are trying to use anything to fit their conversation. Think think about Anthony Richardson that just went for to the Colts. Any of his wide receivers get drafted? His running backs get drafted? Not, not only that, AJ. And, and that, he ain't had the numbers. <laughs> That's where I was
0: going. That's where I was going. <laughs> Bruh, AJ, this man... Um, A.J., uh, uh, Anthony Richardson, bruh, similar to numbers to Josh Allen coming out of college, and he went fourth overall, A.J., that man, that man, Anthony Richardson, went fourth overall to the Indianapolis Colts, had around 55, 56% completion percentage, similar to Josh Allen, and you're telling me that you didn't want people not not anybody like you can have you can literally have your pain on whether you whether or not you like to play or not but if your argument is about his accuracy or that you believe that he can't read a defense that man is balling in the sec making plays in the sec and the potential is through the roof and they took him they was it was good enough for him to get taken fourth overall and a coordinator who i just found out was with kentucky and uh I don't remember his name verbatim, but the Indianapolis Colts has a has a coach on their staff who was the coordinator at Kentucky, and he chose to take Anthony Richardson over Will Levis. Like all of these things tell you that this is a person who has the opportunity to become bigger than what his college numbers was if he continues developing. And I think like all of these reasons, like it's just foolish to think that Anthony Richardson can't do what he can do on the next or 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 can't be better on the next level with better. Coaching around him, better supporting cash, um, and, and better overall talent like on both sides of the football and win games like that's just foolish. And, and when you think about Sam Howe, you're and, and you're saying that you're better off like Sam Howe is a better overall prospect. Like I've, I saw people on Instagram saying that he was more mobile than Anthony Richardson.
2: Right, and I think Sam runs the five a five sum in the forty. He's slow so, as hell. So that's that's the <laughs> other thing people think he's like some athletic quarterback. Nah, he, he moved a little bit, but he not
1: he not running no four or five out here, no four or six. No, you know, AJ, you know, actually, when I look at Sam Howell, and people are people will look at Sam Howell's rushing stats in college and they'll assume he's just this running, scrambling quarterback, and that's not the case. That's just what North Carolina asked him to do. They ran a lot of RPOs, they ran they ran a lot of quarterback option run plays at North Carolina his last year. But to me, Sam Howell is kind of similar to Tim Tebow and how they used him in college, you know, that last year at least. Tim Tebow wasn't the most athletic person. I wouldn't think of Tim Tebow as a Michael Vick or even an Anthony Richardson when it comes to running the ball. It's just what they asked out of the quarterback to do that final year. It doesn't mean he's like this superior athlete. We've seen what, Tim, we've seen what kind of athlete Tim Tebow was at the next level. I always liken Tim Tebow as a full back playing quarterback in, in Florida. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much how they used Tim Tebow. I mean, Sam Howell is like a similar athlete. That fashion, I don't expect Sam Howell to go out there and be this great running quarterback. I do think he has good pocket awareness. I do think he's going to be able to evade, you know, pass rusher. I think he has a good feel in the pocket. But I think a lot of fans have this misconception that he's a running quarterback or that he's just going to be this great scrambling QB. And that's just not the type of player Sam Howell is. Now, I love Sam Howell's, Howell's arm. Like, I saw a conversation earlier with, you know, Matt Miller, the draft analyst on ESPN, he says Sam Howe doesn't have a strong arm. And I just thought that was preposterous. I mean, Sam Howe has a pretty good arm. I mean, he's not a Mahomes or anything with his arm, but he has a That's damn a good arm. like Colt McCoy in the same tweet. Yeah, Colt and Colt McCoy is a noodle arm. We, we call he said that he's a similar player to Colt McCoy in that he doesn't have a great arm and he has a similar body type. And I'm like, Colt McCoy was made out of paper mache and Colt McCoy. He had a noodle arm who might not be stronger than Heineke. So that was a lazy comp to me, you know. So I mean, like I said, I'm not bashing Sam Howe. I'm actually intrigued by the prospect of Sam Howe. Like I and, and with you, Maul, I'm glad that they are giving Sam Howe this opportunity. And I hope he does win the job over Jacoby Brissett because I mean, as a fan. Literally, you know, we don't know what Sam Howe can do as a full-time quarterback in the NFL. So that's the intrigue with Sam Howe, and that's why I'm intrigued, especially this year. And I wasn't really overly excited about the prospects this year in the draft or even maybe the available options, um, maybe a free agency or trades. So Sam Howe, to me, I'm intrigued, and I'm okay, and I'm rooting for Sam Howe. But I do think a lot of fans, you know, go out of context when they're looking at Sam Howe. They'll look at his college rushes, That's to say, Oh, Sam House's, you know, athletic running dude. And that's not the case. As AJ said, this guy runs pretty much a five flat in a 40. I mean, he's not that type of athletic specimen. He would, he just did what he was asked to do at North Carolina that last year. And he did it pretty well. I mean, he ran the ball. Like I said, it was a lot of RPOs. It was, it was a lot of QB design run plays. But he's not a guy that's gonna go out there and be a Vic or Richardson or Russell Wilson when it comes to scrambling and everything. So, I mean, and that's okay. He doesn't have to be. We want him to be a better passer than that, anyway. But I do think a lot of fans get carried away when talking about Sam Howe.
0: fellas. Um, let's get out of here with this one. Um, what? What? It? What, what is? What is? What is Ron's end game? Like. Um, we've we've seen this story before it doesn't matter who he brings in right um he tried to bring in ryan fitzpatrick at one point uh and he was very content with his decision he thought that the roster after one year was ready to compete um and that's why fitzpatrick played a part in, in signing on that one year deal carson wentz uh same deal like he thought that this roster was ready to win now and he thought that he found his quarterback who can finally get him a chance. Uh, Blew up in his face. Uh, luckily he 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 did draft Sam Howell, right? So now you have Sam Howell. And all we hear at this point uh, are things of nothing but pure positivity, pure we believed in him from the get-go, uh, essentially. And we would have taken him earlier if we didn't take Carson Wentz. Like, if would have, could have, should have, like, if Candy's in if Candy's in butts, I uh, I'm gonna best that one up. So I'm gonna leave that go. But you get my point. Like all of these things where they're saying uh positive things about the quarterbacks that they plan on starting. Um, but but finally we're in a position where Ron is basically making his final argument for why he needs to be around beyond 2023. Um, whether or not he stays, that's up to him. In and, and, and ownership, primarily 110% ownership. But what is his end game? Like, what does he get out of digging his heels in on Sam Howe once again? Uh, digging his heels in on another potential unknown quarterback for Washington once again. Uh, what are we getting out of this?
1: Again, Maul, this is Ron's last attempt to strike gold he knows he struck out at every opportunity to acquire the quarterback that he needs and to him you know especially and it was great for him that Sam Howell went out and had that last game against the Cowboys because fans at least you know if Sam Howell we talked about this before that Cowboys game I said it I said this is going to be a weird situation I said because if Sam Howell goes out and look bad that last game Everyone's gonna go, like, oh, this guy, you know, he can't play in this league, he can't play this level. But if he goes up and he plays good, everyone's gonna look at it like that's a small sample size. That's a, that's one game, you know. So he did go out and play good. I mean, he played decent. I mean, they went out and won the game. As him, how didn't he didn't put a lot of bad out there in that game?
2: It's Man, that like that that's, that's <laughs> overvalued. How can we say someone played good with 168 yards? What was it, one touchdown and one but interception? He, he didn't throw and up an interception. God
1: awful. It was, but again, and, and that's what I was saying, AJ, and, and that was my point before the Cowboys game. I said, even if Sam Hall goes out there, he lights up. He didn't light it up, but he didn't throw up on himself. But he, at the same time, it gave some people something to cling on to. You know that Cowboys game; they can go back and they can say Sam howe he threw this long pass, he made a rusher touchdown, whatever the case may be. Sam Kyle, Sam Howell didn't throw up on himself, and they won the game. So Ron Rivera, I think, is using that to his advantage to say, "Hey, look, this guy can play," and we knew we could. We knew he could play, even though a lot of mm-hmm. us, we all, all three of us here, we can sit up here and say Ron was being disingenuous because, again. If he knew Sam Howell could play, why didn't Sam Howell start earlier? Why did Carson Wentz start against the Browns? Why didn't Sam Howell get that opportunity? You were clearly over Taylor Heineke at that point. So why did you trot Carson Wentz out, back out there and not trot Sam Howell out there, who you – Quote unquote, new can play, and you've been watching them all season. So that's the thing. Like Ron is using this to his advantage to say, hey, he played pretty decent against the Cowboys. We're going to go out there, and this is our guy for the year. You saw what he can do, and we've been watching him all year. So that's just my whole point. That's just how Ron is kind of using this to his advantage. But we don't know what Sam Howe can do. But that one little game gives Sam Howe this rope and Ron Rivera, this rope to say he's our guy going into the next season. And he might be that guy that gives me this extension of life as a coach in the NFL.
2: But goddamn, like the passes that Sam even did complete, they were so basic. Like it wasn't, it wasn't hard passes. And honestly, Sam's best pass that he throws is the deep ball. So I'm not impressed by that ball down, down, down the field to Terry. That's, that's the pass you're supposed to make if you're an NFL quarterback. You feel me? Or throwing throwing somebody a slant like th- those plays were wide open. If you really go back and look at the highlights of the completions that he had during that game, you're like, this is basic ass football. You feel me? Like, I think
0: it was placement that that impressed him. like that <laughs> because was the bar is so low. Like
2: you you literally watched during that season, Taylor Haneke and Carson Wentz. The bar, but bro. Is so I low. was
0: just gonna say, and I'm gonna let you finish, AJ. I swear, like. That the funniest thing that I thought of earlier today, or if, if it if not today, it was yesterday, was like in in 20 years from now, when we finally whenever it is that we finally have like a, a quarterback that's like a top 10 quarterback, we're gonna look back at Taylor Heineke and realize that we were really rooting for a terrible guy <laughs> for a terrible quarterback, bro. Like he was producing little to nothing here in Washington, and it's gonna be hilarious when you see what good quarterback play is, and we were comparing everything that we had. After Taylor Heineke to Taylor Heineke, I
2: don't. I don't even know what this fan base is gonna do when they have a consistent quarterback that's elite at this point, because the way that the way that they even talk about Sam Howe right now, you would think this motherfucker ran runner up for MVP of the of the league. Like that's that's how they really be talking up Sam Howe. They act like nobody else should be even an option to consider at that position. So it's like I already seen. And, and we've seen how they acted when Ron, uh, when RG three had his rookie year, he was a god, and never was able to replicate that again. But in that one season of him doing what he did, he was a god in this town, and even in national media, he was treated as the elite player. So it's like if you if you get a guy like a they don't even need to be Patrick Mahomes if they just were. Damn, who, who's a top five quarterback? Derek Carr,
0: and y'all know I don't like him, but if He's, you get if okay, you get, yeah. if
2: they were Justin Herbert, because I think Justin Herbert is overrated, like there's a lot of, in his game that I don't care for, but some people still view him as a top five quarterback in this league. If Washington even had a Justin Herbert, he would be a god here.
1: And it's yeah. you know, Maul is funny because I actually mentioned I was talking to someone on Twitter today you know, they was giving Sam how prediction numbers and they would say, I'm giving the most, it's my guy, Domo DMV. He's good dude. I've been knowing him for years, but Domo said that his prediction for the season was, I mean, he said, he said a lot of y'all are giving out a a lot of unrealistic predictions about Sam how, but I predict he'll have like 35 or 3,800 yards, some somewhere in that range. But he also put that he'll have 24 touchdowns and nine interceptions. And I'm like, Even that is a little unrealistic of an expectation, that TD interception ratio, because that's almost top 10-ish in a sense. I mean, if you look at the guys that have that type of interception or touchdown interception ratio, it's usually the top 10 guys. I mean, so for Sam, I mean, for Sam Howe, I would think a good season and a realistic season is a Derek Carr type of season. If he has a Derek Carr type of season, I think that's a good season for Sam Howell. I mean, that's not un- hey, a, yeah. it's not an unrealistic expectation, and that puts, them, puts him somewhere in that 15 range, that top 15 range of quarterbacks in the NFL, and that's good for Washington. I mean, I don't know how that extends Sam Howell's life here, you know, with new ownership coming in, but that's a good realistic expectation for Sam Howell is somewhere in that Derek Carr tier. And that's where you want him to be. If he's anywhere below that, then that's not good for Sam Howell.
0: And, and to that point, man, and like when you when you mentioned top 15, get, if you get top 20, like consistent top 20 quarterback play with random spouts of top 10 quarterback play on that given week, you're talking about a team who, who is in the hunt for a playoff spot. Like undoubtedly, like I, I love what the, the roster looks like from the defensive line standpoint. I like what they did with the secondary. Um, in this offseason specifically the draft um to help build that depth up um you know you will kind of see down the line what it actually looks like when the games are played but i like what they did from the defensive line i like what they did from uh the secondary uh i like where their receivers are i like that they added to the running back spot right um and then offensive line is it's still a question mark because you don't know like with these new position groups or new players at these position groups what it's going to look like with the enemy and, and stuff like that but i also love the fact that they brought in eric b enemy like these are all things that kind of points to the fact that if you can get consistent quarterback play on a week-to-week basis you're talking about a team who can get you uh duplicate the same amount at least the same amount of wins that they had last year um and and then go from there now you don't know if you'll get if you'll miss out on the playoffs again. Uh, if I had to bank on it, I would, or if I had to bet on it, I would say that we probably do miss the playoffs because I don't trust the coach. Um, but I think that this roster is has slowly developed into one of uh developed into a solid roster to the point where you're looking at finally a wild card spot again. Because you're not gonna win the division, (laughs) but you're looking at a wild card spot. And who knows where that takes you because the Cowboys are really good, the Giants are they i think they've arguably uh gotten better or or at least just as good as you um in one offseason with the moves that they made especially on the defensive side of the football um so to that point like you're going to have competition but this roster is solid enough to complete for, compete for a playoff spot um so so overall like i like what they did with the roster you just don't know what's going to happen with that quarterback spot if you don't have a quarter, uh, consistent quarterback consistent quarterback play so um yeah man yeah.
2: Your main question is quarterback, well, head coach and quarterback. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the two most. How about this? The football team.
0: How about this then? So if we get, if we get, let's say I'm, I'm gonna go even further. If we get top consistent top fifteen quarterback play this season, y'all are we are all allowed to change our answer after we see some games in the preseason, right? Uh but if you get if you get top fifteen co- consistent quarterback play from this uh this team it doesn't it doesn't even have to be saying it could be Ch- Jacoby brissett like if if sam howe loses the competition um what do you see this team winning in terms of uh, a win to loss standpoint can you see can you see nine wins can you see ten wins
1: yeah and and see that's the thing none of us here have made to my knowledge we haven't made any declarations on what we think sam howe is we just we're talking about the conversation around Sam Howe. Yes. Or whoever is the and the process
0: that led them to Sam yeah, Howe. Like exactly. that's literally
1: it. Yes, the process. You know, like I said, I don't have an issue with Sam Howe. I mean, I don't I'm not high on Sam Howe. I don't have this, you know, overconfidence in Sam Howe. But I mean, you know, he can be whatever. But if Sam Howe is a top 15 guy, or if Jacoby Brissett gives us top 15 play, yes, we can absolutely say hey this because w- w- that's all we're doing right now is just waiting and seeing what's going on like we don't know we don't have enough on what we have right now to say that this team is going to be anything more than what they have been under the Ron Rivera regime. But I do agree that if you are getting top 15, and I'm not getting – because I don't know. I I don't have an expectation that we're going to have a top 15 quarterback. But if we do have that, you would have to assume that you're going to be better than seven and eight wins, you know, pretty much what Ron has given us in this regime. I mean, because we've had – Bottom five quarter, bottom five to bottom 10 quarterback play in his three years so far. And then we, we've won seven to eight games, you know, with him every time, every year that he's been here. So you have to expect if you're gonna to have top 15 play that you're gonna be at least two to three games better as a team, especially if you've upgraded on defense. And I do think they have gotten better on defense in Ron Rivera's tenure. You know, I mean, we were pretty bad in 20 um 21, but 2022, it was better. 2020 was good but I also thought 2020 was a little overrated. But 2021 Mm. was bad. 2022, I thought they were a lot better. And I think personnel-wise, we have upgraded. So if you get top 15 play, I don't see why you shouldn't expect two to three more wins at the very minimum of this franchise. Damn, for me, who?
0: Jeez. I think if
2: Sam Sam, Sam, how... is a starter for the entire season, I think they still miss the playoffs. If no, no, it,
0: we are consistent. It don't matter who's starting. Consistent right. top fifty we said top fifteen, right? Yeah, top fifteen. I right? hate so I hate saying, or Jacoby.
2: I would say the quarterback needs to be top ten. I hate top fifteen okay. talks. That's, all right. Okay. But that's if fine. they're if they're top tens, they can make the playoffs. Will they win a playoff uh-huh. game? No clue. But they could possibly get to the playoffs, especially if the defense plays how they left the season off at the end of the year. Even with the ups and downs, they could possibly be a seven seed. Luckily, there's now seven seeds <laughs> instead of just six. So I feel like everyone that made the playoffs in the NFC East—I mean, the NFC got better, yeah, increasingly I better. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think that Washington has got better. I think they added some pieces, but to say that they pushed the mark. Well, outside of San
0: Fran. Play. San Fran stayed the same for real for the most part, but that's it. Yeah. they, they I mean, still but how, how much better did the Giants get, though? I don't think the Giants get that defense, much better. Their honestly. defense. Re, de, I yeah. like their defense. I mean, they
1: got Darren Waller, too, who's a good target. I mean, but you still have mm-hmm. Daniel Jones at quarterback. I mean, how much better did the Giants get?
2: Well, I mean, you've now added, you added some weapons to where they can't really stay in the box. They also got Jalen Hyatt um, alongside. Oh, yeah with the other wide receivers that they added. But most importantly, Daniel Jones gets to be in this office for uh, another year. So you can't really stack the box like you used to do because they have a tight end that they can hit off the play action, especially if they get the run game started. I just feel like a Darren Waller, especially for that particular team, makes a a lot of a difference. And if those guys on the outside Mm. can play any, any better than what they got from Kenny Galladay, and even Isaiah Hodgins, I, I've told y'all on here, I feel like he has solid potential. I just think that they're better. But every other team in in their, that made the playoffs, I feel like, got better. Like, Minnesota added another wide receiver to go alongside Justin Jefferson. Jordan Addison was a dog, like, at Pitt and at USC. And I don't expect that to change. Uh, their defense could be better, but – I feel like they've added more pieces to really play that three, four that they want to, but I don't really feel like Washington got increasingly better for me to say, damn, like they they could possibly get to the playoffs, but shit, it's not gonna be they win in the NFC East. They're gonna be the seventh seed if they make it.
0: I'm with you. Um Hawk says that first of all, let me let me preface this. His statements. He said, Do y'all think that we're better than the Seahawks, Cowboys, Vikings, San Fran he says that he has us at two and fifteen. Wow. I don't trust this team, and I don't think we got better. Um, and from oh, yeah, go ahead, Dre. Yep.
1: I was just gonna say I I Hulk, I, I think Hawk speaking out of emotion, I like Hawk. And Hawk is real. I mean, he's being real. Now, Hawk, I will say if you are right, I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind the two and fifteen season, especially with new ownership coming in. Cause like you said, we get uh caleb williams coming in i mean whoever we, we will get our quarterback if we are what you think we are hawk i just don't see it man i don't think this roster will there's no two way games, this, man.
2: this roster could never get to two and fifteen. but all you should do is pray each and every day at the end of the night or throughout the day <laughs>
0: that whoever,
2: <laughs> whoever ends up with the first pick in the draft overall doesn't need a quarterback Okay. Because that's the only thing I could really say Washington at the end of this year. Cause I don't expect I don't expect Sam How to necessarily work out. But at least they'll be they'll they'll have a new organization leader and GM that will be more aggressive and try their best to acquire that first pick in the draft.
0: So two more things. Hawks said last take. I got them trading one of the defensive ends. Um and then last thing I saw on Twitter. Just now at 812 p.m. Um Sam Howe 2020. <laughs> Sam Howell 2023 predictions. forty eight hundred seventeen passing yards, 37 passing touchdowns, 13 interceptions, 803 rushing yards, seven touchdowns, hashtag left hand up at commanders. Um, so we're going to end it there. Yeah, you know yeah. uh shout out, shout yeah. out, shout out to him, you know, shout out to that sam howe prediction, man cool. uh, y'all
2: that taking that, deep?
0: Bro. yeah we ain't gonna worry about that we ain't, ain't gonna worry why about can't that. we, we go... call
2: these people out
0: we're gonna we gonna go ahead and end the show <laughs> right now because that's all we need to talk about is 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 the we't we', we talk about Sam howe and ron Rivera this whole show we're gonna end it right there with that with that predict with that prediction bro it's a dude I'm real cool with because too, so i <laughs> <laughs> Sam Vic <laughs> no nah, Monty we ain't, ain't gonna talk about it bruh um, but yeah that's gonna wrap it up for us man y'all be easy take it safe, take uh, take it easy Uh, we do have an interview lined up as it stands today for next week so if we're not live heads up if we're not live Monday uh, we will have a show regardless next week just stay tuned uh, for that one once we get things lined up Uh, but yeah we're out of here y'all be easy take it safe all that good stuff peace Huh. watch him throw the ball we gonna pick it up you gonna let him hit the hole or you gonna cut it off you gonna play through fourth and longer you gonna punt it off your defenders have you hit us put your pads in don't be looking for the ref to throw no flags in keep the helmet on keep the cleats tight you the type to want to win by any means right you should look alive this is trapper die.